When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Bowled him! Got him third ball! Couldn't get bat on ball on the first two. The third one cannons into off stump. It was pinpoint accurate. Just missed out two balls ago, and McCullum all around that one. Stark, a perfect start for Australia. Mitchell Stark, thank you so much for joining me, mate. Uh, that, for me, is an iconic moment in Australian one-day cricket history as uh, 99 World Cup, Shane Warne bowled some magical deliveries. 2003, punter scores 140. But that one there, one very delivery sets up a World Cup final win in my mind. Uh, what's, what's your memory of that moment? It was the loudest roar I've ever heard at a game of cricket. I was there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Gilly. Yeah, it was um, that. That was probably my first first memory of it. The actual noise, yeah. To um, I think I certainly did. I think we all carried on a little bit um, with just what had occurred, but the noise and the atmosphere there was was incredible. So um, that's certainly the most amount of people I've I've played in front of, and to be a home World Cup, um, the first over the World Cup, it all. Yeah, it all sort of culminated with, um, I guess, what we saw in the in the footage there, the, the, the celebrations and the noise and the carry-on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, look, and there's a reason why it's seven years ago and, and these moments should be continued to be celebrated. There's a reason why I sort of wanted to touch on that early, but before I get to that, I mean, a couple of weeks ago I spoke to Brendan McCullum on this very show and he, he was uh, all the talk about this approach that he's brought to the England test team that you guys would be fully aware of with an eye to 12 months time about this attacking mindset baseball as it's been phrased but he was in that frame of mind in that tournament wasn't he so dangerous and and if he gets away uh it's a different proposition for you guys later on that night to chase down a total so um a huge responsibility taking on a guy like that and must have been such a thrill to get it done yeah, it was, and, and and he was certainly in some serious form through the whole World Cup. So uh, we knew we we knew what Baz was like as a player and how destructive as uh, destructive he was, and and certainly was throughout that World Cup. So um, yeah, like you say, if if luck goes the other way and and that one misses the stumps like the the first two did, and and then all of a sudden he you know he's. 50 off 20 balls or, or 100 off 60 balls it's a completely different game so yeah that that seems to have been the way he he went about his cricket and, and certainly the way he's he's um, started his career as, as the English coach so look it's an exciting brand of cricket no doubt and, and they've brought it to test cricket and, and have really dominated the last couple of months so um, certainly exciting to watch and, and I guess to to see how that approach unfolds over the next period of time before we obviously head over there next next year is going to be interesting as well. 
Yeah, it, it will be. Have you got your mind cast forward there at all, or is it is there just too much on between now and then to even be concerned by it? Oh, we know it's there, but there's far too much cricket to even contemplate what's going to happen next year. So, I mean, we, we've got, uh, I mean, seven or, or eight white ball series before our summer even starts, and then we've got five tests at home going into the four away tests in India. So, whilst we we obviously know the Ashes is is there in you know next next uh, winter, um, there's just so much cricket, including a World Cup and, and a couple of big test series for us to obviously cast our mind forward to first before we, we worry about um, you know Baz and, and the English side as well. Yeah, it's a jam-packed schedule and it, and it gets me to the, the reasoning why I really wanted to, to start and emphasise a, a moment that, you, of, as I say, iconic moment in Australian cricket history, I reckon, that, that one delivery. Uh, but what it highlights is the focus you've had and, and the passion with which you carry out your role for Australia and how important it is to you. To the tune of foregoing, I reckon, up to six, maybe seven million dollars minimum in IPL offerings over a couple of big um, auctions that have taken place in the seven or eight years since you've decided to go and play in the IPL. I think it is a wonderful statement and one that isn't quite acknowledged widely enough. Is it, is it simply down to that, just your desire to prolong your cricketing career in national colours? Yeah, look, it's it's probably. I mean, there's, there's certainly been two two main reasons to to my approach to to the IPL or, or domestic leagues, and, and um, that is certainly one of them. The other is is one cricket schedule is very hard when um, you're competing with two cricket schedules, and that being the other of one being my wife. Um, it's the only time we get to spend one with one another away from cricket. So that that's definitely the two two reasons. Um, but yeah, going back to your point there, it's, it's um, going back, it, as a kid, you just wanted to play for Australia, didn't you? So yep. for me, I, I certainly don't take that for granted and, and I want to I want to be able to perform my best for, for Australia and international cricket. And in my mind, that that's using that time to, to refresh mentally and physically. And, and certainly the last two, two and a half years with, with how the world's been and how sports been and we've been in bubbles and, and, and everyone has and you know that being from, from Perth and having to to not be at home for periods of time it, it does take its toll so yeah. for me to spend that time with, with Elisa and, and to be at home and to whether there be niggles or, or needing to get out of a bubble that, that's that's how I've um, been prepared to spend that, that time instead of going to, to the IPL and don't get me wrong I enjoyed my time there and I don't um, don't fault anyone for for going over and playing cricket there. It's a, it's a high-level cricket. It's a great competition. But for me, international cricket's always going to come first and certainly test cricket. So that's that's just where my head's been at. Yeah, uh, as I say, it's to be applauded. It's probably not acknowledged widely enough. Uh, and, of course, there's this window of potential big bash games for Australian players um, in January approaching and already you're on the record of saying highly unlikely it's 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 wanting to maintain and elongate that uh, international career that you you're going to be unlikely to be be playing there are you are you concerned personally about the creep of franchise cricket on on the international schedule whether it's Australia or India or you know South Africa launching as well now yeah, it's a good question. Um, I'm not really, really sure. Um, you know, my, my 
thoughts on it all. Obviously, it, it's franchise cricket's been there for a long time. It's just now that it's, I guess, we're seeing more and more leagues um, pop up and, and um, some focus being on that and, and obviously the rise of T20 cricket over the years. So, yeah, look, I... All my involvement in franchise cricket's always been very, very enjoyable, and, and I've loved playing for the Sixers when I've I've played the BBL. Um, but I think for me, it goes back to that last point and wanting to play play my best cricket or as well as I can um, when I'm picked and, and playing for Australia. So um, you know that that couple of weeks there, whilst it, it it's great that it opens up a window for for guys to for Australian guys to go back to BBL where we'd normally be playing international one days um for me that's right in the middle of of nine test matches so um that's where my approach again is i want to be i want to be mentally and physically at my best for that indian tour and that for me is having using that time wisely where we've we've now got two weeks to whether it be get in the gym or just you know spend some time with family for a couple of weeks before we go on that that four test match series in india so yeah, we're gonna. It's not going away. The T20 domestic leagues are, are just going to get stronger and stronger. And um, yeah, I, I think we we see now with, with Ben Stokes walking away from from one day cricket, it, the the multi format cricketer is is going to be few and far between going forward. I think. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a bit big news, wasn't it? Big shock, I think, when Stokes. He... It was. It was. I think for everyone. Yeah, um, and and that and disappointment because we don't want players of that caliber that entertain us so much uh, to be calling it quits early in any any format. What, what about anecdotally, Starkey across? And and it may or may not have been mentioned. I don't know. And maybe we outside the game think too much about these things. But do you ever envisage a sort of a European football style? concept in cricket where the club be it a, an Indian club or an English club becomes the, the staple for a player and then occasionally get released to play for Australia do you reckon cricket will ever get there uh, personally I hope not um, <laughs> good answer mate good, I love that answer but uh, yeah tell me more uh, who knows these days I mean the, the, the T20 leagues as, as we said they're, they're, they're growing there's more and more these days I, I think players Younger players coming through might not all have the same same vision or dream to, to you know play huge amounts of Test cricket. Or times are changing, and, and for me personally, I can only talk on on how I feel about it. And, I, and, and Test cricket's always going to be the pinnacle for me. I'd rather play Test cricket, but you know people see differently. People have different approaches. Different um, they want to achieve different things. So uh, I'm never going to fault anyone on, on their own approach but for me mm. uh, Test Cricket's always going to sit at the top and and yeah look hopefully it doesn't go down that that path that you just mentioned but you know we could sit here in 10 years time and it may be at that point who knows yeah yeah it is it's crystal ball gazing isn't it really but but you, you don't sense uh, and I, I'm not aware of it but any new young players coming in who who are going? No, I'm not really bothered about Australia or or England or or the West Indies. Uh, it's it's purely an IPL contract. Is is there any of that around? Do you think you don't have to name any players? But do you feel a sentiment no, that way yet? We're at that, I don't think we're at that point. I just I feel like with the you know the introduction of of what's seeming to be a big domestic T20 franchise league in every country or major country going forward. Um, you know, young guys might see that as an avenue. They they may not have that same desire to to play a hundred test matches or 
they may not. And that's that's not for, for me to say is right or wrong of anyone. And that's just how the world and, and certainly the game of cricket is going to adapt to, to new things. And, and, you know, I'm sure there'll be critics out there who who say it's right or wrong or, or whatnot or criticise and, and have their own opinions of it. And that's fine. But got to understand that, that the world, the times, the, the game, everything changes as we go. And it's certainly over the years, we've obviously seen the game change. And, and I'm yeah. sure we're having the same sort of conversations when when T20 cricket first started. So yep. that's just how the world works, isn't it? Things change, things players adapt and, and the world adapts with it. Yeah. And and if there was never any T20 cricket, there might not have ever been the name David Warner at the top of test cricket. And so that's it certainly can serve a purpose, like you say, for young players and, and the, the opportunity it provides for players that might not have hit the radar previously. Mate, I've... Um, Absolutely. I, I, I'd be interested in... The the advice Mitchell Stark of now nearly three hundred Test wickets, nearly two hundred one days, sixty odd T Twenty internationals. What advice would you give a twenty year old Mitch Stark who was about to walk out and start this international odyssey of, of international cricket? That's a, a very good question. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, the the older I've gotten, the more experience I've gotten, uh, the longer I've been around. I think. Now you can sit back and 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 almost I guess to answer your question I'd almost say to to enjoy enjoy the journey for what what it brings it's 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 probably more bad times than good and it, and it's going to be up and down but um, I think you've got to embrace it for what it is and enjoy it um, and learn from from all of it which I think you do as you go through but that's not what you want to hear as a young guy is it you want it to all happen. Or a, a young <laughs> young sportsman, you want it all happen straight away and, oh, yeah. and all be sunshine and, and rainbows, but it, it, that's not the case. So, um, yeah, I can. I mean, I can sit sit here now as being in the game for twelve years and and understand it all and, and um, see it for what it is. But as a twenty year old, that's not what comes to mind first up, is it? No, no, that's exactly right. What about uh, would you say to it if if well a young twenty year old would you say make sure you embrace social media. Get in there because you can really market yourself well and, and it's a tool that's well worth having or do you say, don't go near it? You got me here now, don't you, Gilly? Um, <laughs> well, I know you're not, a, you're not a prolific social media user, are you? But there's certainly ways, like is your personality, this is my take, that you use it uh, hopefully in a positive way, whether it's promoting someone who's doing good things, uh, charitable causes or supporting the game. And, and But you don't give away too much of your personal stuff, do you? No, I, I don't. And, and look, I, I, think, I think social media can be can be a good thing. It can certainly be a negative thing. Um, and I've certainly experienced both sides of that, which is, is probably why I'm, um, I don't frequent it as certainly as much or, or pay as much attention as I used to. So, yeah, there's certainly a lot of good that can come from it. Like you say, you know, whether it be the, the charity piece or the, um, you know, obviously the sponsored side of, side of things. And, and, and that's that's how the world's developed now with, with social media and phones and, and all that side of things. But, um, there can also be a negative side, and, and and whilst everyone's entitled to their own opinion, it, it gives a platform for that negativity. So, I, I think I would just say be careful with it all. And um, Alisa probably won't mind me saying that, but she's of the character that 
is happy to see it all and, and fire shots and take people on and call things out, which you know I, I love about her that she can call something out and and that doesn't phase her much. For me, I'd rather not buy into all of it and all the negativity and, and rather just not be on it. So, um, you know, we're both very different characters in that regard. But for a young young person, a young athlete, I just I just say be careful with it all because it it can go both ways. Yeah, the feisty wicket keepers, mate. They're not afraid to get in there and get into a scrap, as you know, of course. Uh, your lovely wife, Elisa, over in uh, getting ready for Commonwealth Games, mate. That's uh, something a bit unique. I, I think we've, we have we played in one Commonwealth Games tournament, the men's team, and we're never asked back. So it's good that the women are getting the exposure there now and the opportunity. And to get over there and take a look at that? Yeah, they're excited for it. They're in, obviously, as you mentioned, they're in Ireland at the minute playing a tri-series, but um, they'll head over there next week. Um, and then I'll I'll head over there at the start of August to, to hopefully see them win a medal. Uh, my brother's competing at the Con Games too, so oh, hopefully get get to see um, both of them do really well for Australia again. And and um, yeah, it's, it's an exciting time. That as you mentioned, it, it's um, you know it's, it's new for their team. Obviously, you've experienced, but um, yeah, for the women, it's their first one there, and and a bit of a an unusual but but really cool experience for the for the cricket group to to take part in as well. Yeah, of course, Brandon, ready to go. He, he sat out the, the World Champs uh, in the recent week, but he'll be buoyed by a gold, World Championship gold in the in the women's high jump by uh, Eleanor. He'll be pleased with that, won't he? Yeah, he's, uh, I spoke to him today, actually. He's, um, yeah, he's been battling a bit of a, a bruised heel, so he's, he's um, just taking care of that in the lead-up to the, the Com Games. Um, but no, yeah, exciting things for, for Eleanor and, and, and the medal there, and... Um, but no, they're all. I think they're all. From what I could see, he's uh, Brandon's rooming with Matt Denny and the Discus Charles, so they're they're having a good time over there and, and getting ready for the Com game. So, no, look, it's exciting, exciting times for the whole Australian team. I'm sure. Yeah, it is. It's an amazing experience to be in in a, a team sport, but in a broader Australian team, it was a wonderful experience for us. I'm sure that the, the ladies will really enjoy that. Uh, as will you been there, um, Sri Lanka. Uh, well, Pakistan and Sri Lanka, two really challenging tours. Um, got the job done in after hard toil in Pakistan, and and it, you know split the result in Sri Lanka. My first question to you, and I know he's a wonderfully close friend of yours, but uh, how'd Captain Pat go there? He, everything he touched turned to gold, didn't it, in the summer here? But um, how did you find him away under those different pressures? Yeah, obviously different pressures, like you say. But I think he he hasn't wavered from how he's how he's begun his captaincy. It's it's always been calm. It's always been measured in his approach, and, and even even through that that last test before we came home, where where things didn't go our way, um, he still stayed calm and, and still, I, I guess, in his own way, rode the waves. But um, yeah, look, he, he's been fantastic since he's taken over and. And whilst we we didn't quite get the job done in, in Sri Lanka, I think you know we had a, a good good chat after the, the series and, and I sort of assessed or reviewed the the end of, of two two big subcontinent tours. And I think if we sat there at the start before we played the game and said we walk away from from five subcontinent tests with two wins, a loss, and two draws, um, that that's pretty pretty big for this this group going forward. So. Yeah, whilst we we didn't quite get the job done in Sri Lanka, we, we did in Pakistan, and, and leaves us in a great position moving forward. So hopefully, hopefully it's a good sign for the group. We've got some some really good things to 
to to call back on from from those tours and some things to work on, which is is, is expected from a, a team willing to or wanting to change and improve all the time. Yeah, that that became that India uh, that subcontinental challenge became a bit of a holy grail for for our generation. And uh, after a couple of near misses, we finally got there. Is that is that four test series next year? something that really is standing out as a as a, a mountain that you this group really want to uh, climb and, and get on top of i think it is for any australian team as you mentioned there you've experienced that yourself and 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 it certainly is for us and, and um yeah it's been a it's been a big target on on the radar of, of a lot of players it certainly is for this group now um we feel like we're in a great great position as a group um Certainly, through the last couple of years of COVID, I think that's that's forced everyone just to, to grow closer together and get to to know and understand everyone more intimately, which is is really good for the group. And I think we've seen that in our cricket. Certainly saw it through the summer where we played some some really exciting and really dominant cricket. Uh, and then likewise, we've seen our approach from probably from previous tours to the subcontinent. We've seen that change and, and resulted in some really really good cricket away from home. So. Yeah, look, that's the that's the next, uh, I, I guess, really really big target. I think all Test cricket is is big, no matter who you're playing. That's always important, and, and certainly the approach of this group. But certainly to win in India, um, you know how hard that is, and and for us, that's one one big one we've got on the radar. Has indeed, and mate, um, just one final one for you, just sort of sitting thinking about that uh, the. The summer and, and the, the situations and you speak about getting close to teammates in COVID situations or bubbles and, and you do really get to know your teammates anyway, don't you, with so much time on the road. But um, how, how has the Australian team reflected or did they handle the sense of loss in Australian cricket? Obviously, Rod Marsh, a guy that was heavily involved with a lot of you and was a selector, chairman of selectors for, for quite a while. And then Warney, who, I mean, Warney was quite outspoken and often very strongly critical of yourself. You often were on the receiving end of some of Warney's uh, fiery statements at the, at the best of times. And, and then a character like Andrew Simons, who just seemed to be revered by everyone. How, how did the, the current Australian team sort of feel and reflect through that challenging period for Australian cricket? Yeah, look, it was. Uh, I think it rocked everyone, um, not just us, but but everyone. Certainly, the families first and foremost, and and then those closest to to, to the guys. Um, you know, there's yourself and past teammates, and then for us, being on a cricket tour, and and I think just the fact that they all happened so quickly as well, and so close to one another, and and certainly certainly taken too young. It was just a shock to everyone, and so sad for for the families, and and then. Yeah, I think you know all massive names in Australian cricket. It was it's just a it was a sad period of time, and and that wasn't lost on us. I know we were playing cricket, but they're they're big parts of Australian cricket history um, as players, as people, for what they did to the game as well. So yeah, look, it was a it was a hard moment, I guess, for for the cricketing world, and, and certainly certainly was for us to. Um, I remember that the uh, that the, we were in a a bus trip um, uh, just after Rod had passed and then we finished today's cricket in, in Pakistan and we had mobile phone jammers on the on the bus trips and, and the phones cut out um, after someone got a message and we thought it was it was the wrong name on there and we got off the bus when the phones kicked back in and it was um, you know Shane had passed as well so it was yeah it was it was a huge shock to everyone and again just um, 
just a sad, sad period of time for, for the cricketing world and then more so the families. But, but um, yeah, just a huge shock as well. Yeah, indeed. How, how did that make you f- feel personally, that, that news on, on Warney? Because it, he, he did challenge you, didn't he? He, he publicly, and, and that must have been really difficult, but you always held back. You didn't engage, and you just tried to let the ball do the talking. And, but that, that must have been a, a really weird sense of, of a feeling. Yeah, I think it was just, uh, like, he had his opinion like everyone, but in that moment, it was it was just sad for, for someone to go so young um, mm. and, and then for, obviously, three kids to, to lose their father. Um, it, it's a... I'm, it's it's a very sad moment, and and whether you like him or not, whether you have an opinion of him or not, he he, you know, he passed away too young and and suddenly and and sad for for his family and the kids. So yeah, look, whilst we we probably didn't see eye to eye or or, or have that sort of relationship, uh, it's still a sad moment, and um, that's yeah, that's just. What it is, it's yeah. extremely sad for the family. Yeah, no, it was it was tragic at that indeed, mate. Um, hey, look again, thanks so much for uh, for taking the time and uh, really interesting to hear your thoughts about that that T Twenty situation and the, and the scheduling and so on. But uh, but mate, enjoy uh, your little trip abroad. I'm sure there's going to be great success over there. Uh, two gold medals would be just perfect, wouldn't it? Into the Stark family. <laughs> worth the trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would indeed. But well, mate, uh, enjoy that and um, congratulations on everything that you've continued to achieve. Um, all the best in the the top end in some white ball cricket, and then uh, and then a big summer, big World Cup, and then summer ahead. Starkey, thanks very much for joining us here on uh, on the Gillian Goss show. Not a problem at all. Thanks, Gilly. Thanks for having me. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.